0: And his name is Jake from Slashers Podcast.
1: I'm gonna do this. It's oh, I'm you froze for a second, so I was worried. I'm doing this because it's been so long. One, two, three, four. I'm- I'm- This is a Patreon bonus that's going out. So, you people actually know who I am. You're not some of the new people who only know this as a show about 15 other people. I am the homegrown guy who was on. Uh, what was it, like 160 episodes uninterrupted, and then I disappeared because life exploded. My name is Jake, and with me as always is my esteemed colleague, co-host, and cohort, Jason. Say hello to the mutant goons from beyond, behind the paywall.
0: Hello! Actually, this one is not a Patreon exclusive, this was just a Patreon request for next, because oh.
1: that's what we're doing next month, as now it's been Patreon request episodes. That's, okay, so that's how uninvolved I am at this point, because my life is in burning shambles at all times. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> But yes, I have been great
0: and I watched this movie. I saw this movie in theaters when it came out. Absolutely, as did I. Now, I hadn't really read any Spawn comics at that time, but I went with my big cousin who explained to me everything that happened because he was like five years older than I was. So he was perfect age for Spawn, for the oh, image yeah. guys. Perfect. Like, we were a little, I'm a little bit young for it. I guess Spawn came out like 92. I was yeah. just a little young for Spawn and Savage Dragon, Wildcats, and the great young blood from the greatest artist of all time, Rob Liefeld. Oh, man. Feet <laughs> for did, days. Who cares about feet? You know, feet are stupid. And You know, who, who needs feet? They're stupid. You I know, mean, I need huge, huge arms and huge pics. Right?
1: The best contribution he's ever made to comics was when he parodied himself with the character The Pouch. Have you seen that?
0: I have seen that. Uh, absolutely. Did they actually make a comic with that for a joke? I, I just saw that, it as a still yeah. image, but you just yeah. got to
1: love owning yourself, right? I mean that's yeah. like going back at like the, the subreddit blunder years where you're like, oh fuck, that was a bad look. For um, sure. I hate him because he has one of the original Conan the Barbarian swords, and he doesn't deserve it. I look me <laughs> in the eye; he does not deserve that sword. I'm a huge fan of obviously Conan and everything, and you could tell where it influenced him because you know you see the image where Conan's and uh, pecks for days, and then you see yes. that bastard version. I, I know you know what I'm with talking Cap, about with Cap Captain and America the shield. with oh, his kitties and yeah. shield. You're like, God yeah.
0: damn it, Robert. Yeah, I remember somebody asked him when Civil War came out in theaters on Twitter. Somebody was like are you Cap or are you Iron Man? And he was like, I'm pulling for Iron Man. How does he think I would have given those big tits back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> Own it, dude. Yeah, I mean, and of course, it's somebody's gone back and done like how the, uh, the uh, all the insides of uh, Captain America's chest will look in, in that oh, and physiology. Yeah. And I was like, it is, I don't know. Um, The man is the Michael Bay of comics for sure. Um,
1: <laughs> well, I would say he's more like the Zack Snyder. Moments of brilliance ultimately in just kind of hokey, if I give you the benefit of the doubt, meet you halfway, it works. And I'll, I'll go on the record saying this. While I don't like Rob Liefeld, while I don't like his art, he'll always get a pass for not being Steve Dillon, who's the worst comic book artist I've ever fucking seen. And the reason I have never read Preacher, which wow. everybody has told me I would absolutely love, I think you I would. cannot... Fucking stand that art. Everyone looks like John Malkovich. The ladies, every it's they, yeah, they awful. do,
0: they do. Like even like it, happens, it is weird when some artists just can't draw different faces. Like I love ron Otley, but a lot of his faces look exactly oh the my same. God,
1: exactly the teeth in the mouth. That's the word he does yeah. it. Like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to see Otley draw like clump ass lips. That'd be so yeah, nice.
0: Absolutely, and even like Jr. Jr. John Romita Jr. Well, I'm sorry, just for um people. We might get a little in the weeds this episode as far yeah. as like comic book stuff goes. This is a horror movie-ish, and it was requested by our Patreon member, Josh. I'm not going to say yeah. your last name. I don't want to say you too much away. I'm not sure if he wants to give his last name. Um,
1: he was like, hey, I want to do this, and I want you to do Spawn with Jake. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's, we've talked about doing Spawn in the past, but you and I had talked about this, I mean, fucking eons ago, when we, we had tried to kind of crowbar in comic book content like I, you might remember i did the marvel zombies that nobody cared about the numbers reflect that every time i've tried to <laughs> crowbar in my fetish for comics it hasn't worked but we had talked about blade and we had talked about this and we had talked about man thing i have to ask you is my thesis that this film is blade meets star kid the most succinct description of spawn you've ever seen you
0: no know, when we were talking about that and you seen that taste message i was, remember i was walking from the cafeteria at work and i was like i looked I was like, holy shit, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it
1: is. Um, I just remember the scene with the kid where he's like eating the pre-chewed food, and I'm just like, he's exploring the suit, and it's the same fucking thing. The suit even looks the same that yeah, like
0: or the thing that I always remember from Star Kids when he's like has to go use the bathroom, but the little thing comes out of his neck. But <laughs> he's like, This is gonna be a problem. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But um, uh, I mean, honestly, th- I had thought about that. I was obviously cross-blending the media because I'm either the or whatever you call it, with all the media I consumed as a kid, things I contemporized it with, and I had a, a new realization. Jason, you ready for this shit? Okay. What's that? I, I watched a making of Spawn ripped to YouTube from Sci-Fi Channel. Delightful because it still had ads for films such as Event Horizon. but as i'm sitting there i realize ilm did the effects for it and i go wow that makes perfect fucking sense why as a child when i watched clown turn into violator i thought of willow when razelle goes from a fucking lion to an ostrich and everything because they invented that effect the same goddamn
0: thing absolutely they absolutely did and uh how is it that the effects <laughs> in Willow look a hundred times better than the
1: effects in this movie that came out over a decade later? Here's the thing I will go on record with this. I would, I always prefer something like this than something where it's not ambitious enough. Hmm. Right. Like, they tried they had some high concept they did some stuff that was pretty fucking bold when it's blended with live action the hell stuff is just a fucking sham but like I don't mind effects when it fits the plot when it fits the like when it's Ambitious, but if you're going to cheap out like Transmorphers, fuck out of here. That's kind of like my big stance. Sure, sure. What, what
0: drives me crazy about this is uh, when he does go to hell and the, the devil or Mara Bolgia,
1: what's his name? Mal Bolgia.
0: Yeah, Mal Bolgia.
1: Like I'm Goldar, but I'm actually <laughs> not Goldar.
0: It's, I'm Frank Welker because Frank Welker is the only person that does any of
1: these voices. It's, not, it's the exact voice that he uses. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm sure that, that Golden Voices of has made him quite the bank over the years, but it's you, you hear Frank Welker use immediately know who it is yeah but he, does, he doesn't move his mouth it's like they wanted to give off the illusion that he was talking through hell and i was like that illusion did not work at all it just no, looked it did like not. he didn't have enough animation to move his mouth <laughs> like,
1: well it looks like shit also because they didn't blend it well because they had nothing to blend with they made hell bright because there's fire i get that but you're not drenched in shadow you're not doing any of the things that you used with success in the movie you know when clown turns into violator you have negative space you have darkness you have uh you know certain like lighting effects that strobe so it can help that blend but when it's in hell it just it and also have you ever seen I'm going to go, we're going to get really nerdy here, and I'm okay with that. Have you ever watched Beast Machines? Do you have any strong opinions on Beast Machines? Beast Transformers show from the 90s? Yes, the sequel to Beast Wars. Yeah. So at the end of it, do yourself a favor, pause this podcast, go YouTube. The (laughs) end of Beast Machines, and you will see like these 2D sprites that look exactly like the crowd in WWF No Mercy. They're like, and they're like dragged across this 3D background. That's what these spawn spawnites are, and it's bad. And they yeah. should feel bad. It's like watching fucking lemmings, but worse. Yeah. And it's uh,
0: obviously that they copy and paste instead of one over God. all of them. Like, it, it's it's almost like it's so bad. It's almost beautiful to a certain extent. It's like haunting, it's like yeah. you said. It is. It is like you said. You know, at least they did try. It's kind of ambitious, but obviously CGI wasn't there yet. Yeah. Obviously, it looks like there's like a, it looked like. It looked like I was playing. Did you play
1: uh, Warcraft or Starcraft back in the day? I mean, I watched others play it. But that's you know, one like thing that drove me crazy with that was, you know, RTSs. I get it. You have to have a removed perspective. Sure. But they always kind of look shitty and cheap because of that. Like, even yeah. remember when Halo Wars came out, people look, like, oh my God. And I was like, it still looks like these little donkey fucking things. Uh,
0: <laughs> but dude, it looks like a cut. It looked like a cutscene yeah. from a video game back in 97. Oh, yeah. um, and it's just like, uh, yeah, now, granted, I don't have, I've probably read like one, I've probably read Ace Bone comic in my life. How um, old are you? I am 35. Yeah, I just turned 35.
1: Okay. Um, So we're only a few months apart, but I guess I just had parents who didn't care because I had a lot of their shit.
0: Um, Yeah. Like I said, I've read lots of comics for whatever reason. Spawn just kind of, and when I got back into it, I was like, eh, you know, when I got back into it, it was pre, it was back when uh, Capullo. Was drawing on and off with Todd McFarlane coming back and forth every once in a while. Yeah. And it was right before, I guess, Capullo went into Batman with with Snyder. And I remember I picked up a little bit. And, of course, I remember I read it and I was like, I'm so fucking lost here. I don't know what yeah. to do. I did watch the HBO cartoon like a decade ago. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. It has a cliffhanger ending, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. But it's that's actually pretty good. That's the problem is it's good because it's expensive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. anything that you love as a kid, if it was, if it's any way niche and good, it's never part of a franchise because it always gets canceled. Sure,
0: absolutely. And this is before David Zaslav. I'm surprised he hasn't taken spawn off the uh, the app at this point. to Be honest with you, yeah, just canceling everything else he can. And I'm just, I was watching, and you know, I started watching. I was on my lunch break and I watched like a couple episodes or two, and I was like, uh, Keith David has like the best voice ever. Keith you know? David
1: fucking rules.
0: Yes, he does. And I was like, I was like, yes, he is
1: absolutely, absolutely Goliath, the best gargoyle with a mullet. Yes, I do want that. <laughs> also playing whiteface to stick it to us honkies. Fuck yeah, Keith David. But, yeah, wait, Disney Plus is bringing gargoyles back, aren't they? I have read that. I'm. Waiting on bated breath to see. My kids are not uh, of age, I think, yet. Because, like, there's fucking war with gargoyles. That's the thing that blows my mind. Is it's like I could have them watch and be like, okay, cool, the little one makes that gurgling sound. But like, if I want to get into it, they're gonna have to be at least like seven before they're like, Oh, I I understand this time-warping fucking robot cloning. Megalomaniacal, somewhat Robocop dystopian future shit.
0: Yeah, I just remember my biggest thing with uh, somebody as gargoyles. I remember watching that in the morning before school started. You know? And it was like with Bonkers.
1: They would play Bonkers and then it was uh, Gargoyles. I've never watched an episode <laughs> of Bonkers. I I don't know why. I always saw commercials for it where it's like his tail is like shape-shifty, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's a cop with the oh, very Yeah, you know. <laughs> All cops are bastards, especially when they're animated. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so man.
1: Back to this film. Back to Image Comics. Uh, Spawn is the darling of Image Comics. It's It's very well known. Jason and I have gone back and forth on the history of Image. I think you and I have a very tempered resolve towards it. I think we're very practical in the way we look at it. It was a lot of hype and not a lot of substance. And I think that's true with Spawn as a character. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, and, it, and you can certainly see it in this movie because there's a lot of style to it for 97, anyway. Yeah. And even like the intro credits are like it was just like bouncing at you constantly with fire flames coming at you. I was like, this oh, is yeah. so 90s. This is so 97 cool. There's just nothing, there's just not a lot there. And some of it's from all those image guys, the early image guys, say from Jim Valentino. They're all artists, none of them were writers. I mean, McFarlane does some Spider Man writing. This guy have got his old tire run from Spider Man, actually. Found this in the bookshelf a while ago. Oh wow! Look at that beauty! It's the silver silver cover that I'm honing up, uh, which is what? Like the
1: fifteenth reproduction.
0: <laughs> I think this is actually the I think well I think this is the first print, but there was like three uh, three hundred other comics that people thought that they were going to be able to pay for college for from buying that issue. Oh yeah. Um, I think now it's on eBay for like ten dollars, so that's not really a good ROI. Yeah. But that's but that's how comics were in the nineties before it bust. Everybody was like speculating this is going to be huge. Let me buy a whole bookshelf of. Spider-Man comics and Spawn yep. and Image comics. Ooh, how many like dump trucks of Youngblood issue one do you think are in like, uh, the, in the ocean these days? That's what I mean. It's all
1: marketing hype, right? Yeah. It's all this. It's schemes. It's headlines. It's wizard comics. It's the infancy of the internet. Or not wizard comics, rather wizard magazine. Sure. Which if you go on archive.org, they actually have a Beautiful collection of old wizard comics. It's super fun to go through and just go like, holy shit, I remember the ad for this. I remember this. And then you can see the valuations of shit in the back and just think how funny it is because now everything's digitized. Sure. But like, it was all a fucking ruse. Like, And forgive me if I'm getting a little too socioeconomic here. Comics in the 90s were the crypto of the day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, they had moved on from a uh, baseball cards kind of mm-hmm. and they kind of crashed that market so like okay well now we're going on to comic books when the reason they didn't realize like the comic books that are expensive are the ones that are rare because everybody threw them away when they were in the 60s you know yep. one I'm of my sorry friends chris
1: his dad was a retired cop mm-hmm. obviously a bastard but he he had <laughs> cabinets upon cabinets of action figures that were in the boxes and i was a dumbass kid so i'm like that's the but you can't play with the toy when it's in the plastic why and i i've always wanted to reach out to him and go how much did he end up selling them for cuz i saw those exact same fucking toys at the discount bin at kb toys and i could only imagine what he ended up getting out of it like nothing
0: yeah, yeah, you would have been better off buying the uh, the Spawn McFarlane toys and Spawn comics and the 9993. <sighs> <Nightmare> on ninety three. <laughs>
1: <Like, laughs> yeah, the McFarlane toys fucking rip, and that's one of the yeah. things I will say for for McFarlane. He is a splash page guy in my mind. He's a cover guy. They I mean, look at your cover like the, with Spidey and he's recreated that how many times he recreated it with venom he recreated with spawn um he's really great and that's why i compare him to Zack snyder and his works is it's like it's it's imagery but where's the substance you know if i asked you with the fucking motivations of spawn if i asked you the motivations of malbolgia 30 issues in what are we doing (laughs) i mean mean, how, mean, how much spawn have you read over the years have you really gone on that you know Only the early stuff. I never got in later because every time I did, I was like, okay, and you know, like exactly you you get Angela eventually. And so I tried to get all the way through there. And then I was like, oh that's a whole ball of wax. (laughs) I know it's that's one of the really interesting parts. It's like you you either what is it, you die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Look at what image did for so many people, except for Eric Larson, who's now like editor in chief. Eric Larson fucking rules. Yeah. hard stance on that yeah like savage um, dragon might not be the best thing in the world but it fucking is consistently good it is consistently worth the money and he is not a bastard and that is something no, he that you can't say about anybody else I remember Robert Curtin was talking about when he
0: was doing battle Put, which is old old thing oh, and he I was have like three a, issues of it yeah he like reached out to Eric Larson and this is battle Put was nothing which like even independent nothing book it's like hey do you mind if I put like savage Brat dragon in this issue of a uh, battle Put? nerd I was like Yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. (laughs) And like he um, actually he seems like he's got the best, you know, like I'm just going to go in my cave and draw Savage Dragon all day because that's what I do. Sylvester seems to have a pretty good head on his shoulders too, Mark Sylvester. Yeah. You know, but he also seems like he's not not he's above comics, but he seems like he's kind of conquered it. And he's like, I'm just going to kind of do like boutique stuff.
1: That's fair. And that happens with a lot of like good ones. You got like guys like Jeff Lemire and stuff where he's like, you're you don't belong here, guy. Like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) And then you have guys like Jim Lee, right? Obviously one of the greats, but then he became like this. You can see the issue. Jim Lee is not a concept guy. He's an artist. That's where he's the best. Hush. Beautiful. I have the first fucking cover that he ever did for Marvel, which was an Alpha Flight cover featuring Box, the double amputee who can talk to metal (laughs) and purple girl. And oh so, gosh. Yeah. Some of
0: those Claremont characters
1: are a little bit out oh, there. So <laughs> fucking bad. But like you could see, like with wildcats and everything, like it's not there. And so his story editing when it comes to DC seems to be a huge issue with me. It's like, let's reboot it again yeah jason we've lived long enough on this earth to have seen dc be rebooted at least four fucking times from beginning to end crazy yeah i think yeah yeah, let's see i don't even know like because obviously new
0: 52 then rebirth i think they're doing it again soon i don't it's Mm -hmm. just a whole mess i don't it just Warner Brothers and DC just can't get on the same page when it's trying to do stuff. And it's just like, all right, Batman's going to do this and it's going to pay for everything else. Yep. So that's why we're going to put four or five issues of Batman a month. Maybe Batman or Detective or whatever Batman, not even counting the Batman family, Nightwing, Robin books that are coming out. I mean, you have different stances on Damien. You love him. I am not a big fan. Have you read
1: <laughs> Super Sons, though?
0: I've not read Super Sons, but I did read the the current Damien the current Damien book where he's like on an island where they're killing everybody. And a lot of people really liked that. it. And it's, eh, it was
1: whatever. No, no, no. Oh. I see. Super Sons is it. Damien, I was fine with. I didn't love him until that. I thought like, okay, I get it. You know, you've seen this before. You you, know, sure. you, you you read enough comics. and You're like, okay, I know this. We can move on. Like, and then when you read Super Sons, the amalgamation of him and Jonathan Kent is so fucking fun. It's like the perfect dichotomy because it's like Calvin and Hobbes meets Batman and Superman. (laughs) <laughs> where it's just chaos. Like there's this one scene where they're going through the fucking forest, and there's like dirt bikes and shit. And you have this villainously stoic and angry Damien, and you have you know this omnipotent man-child god who could destroy the world and split it in twain like the butt cheeks of Goatsy, and he's like limited by the sense of morality. And then you have this unhinged maniac. That's where it's at, and that's it's, why like, I like Jonathan Kent so much. And when people are saying he can't be gay, it's like let him tongue a bung. It's okay. Doesn't yeah, cares about that.
0: Yeah, there's a, a very uh, poignant moment between Nightwing and Jonathan Kent and the current Nightwing run where he's like, "Yeah, I know you're gay," and he was like, "What? Nobody knows." That. I was like, no, I'm, "Dude, I'm Dick Grayson. I kind of <laughs> It's my job to be everybody's best friend in the DC universe.
1: That's literally why I'm here." <laughs> also, detective and male models. So he probably has really good gaydar. Uh
0: He also has. He also went to law school okay which is the gayest of the schools i know yeah you would know absolutely i just remember the last run he was a barber who also went to law school was like acting as his attorney for something and then like he had a moment of realization like yeah this is my attorney he's like wait a second i went to law school too yeah this is what we're gonna do
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) well they always say the man who represents himself has a fool for a client (laughs) yeah have you ever been like, maybe I should try to represent myself in a speeding ticket that I just got? I, I tried to during law school. I got a speeding ticket that was bullshit. We, the car was being profiled. There was an Amber Alert for a similar looking car. So he pulled us over for no fucking reason. And he said that it was speeding. And they're like, look, it, it was like in the middle of fucking California. up, And it took me like five hours to drive there for court. The cop doesn't show up, but they say, oh, we'll do a no point, whatever. You just pay it and go away. And it's like, if I had to drive back there again for him to be there... It wouldn't, so I just paid it and moved on. So that's the closest I I've come to like really. Re- I've sent a lot of really threatening emails and letters, it's worked out nicely, <laughs> knock on wood, but I've never represented myself in court. Hmm,
0: well, I, I know that's a big no no for attorneys because it's just not a good idea. No, so back to the spawn
1: real quick. So this movie's on TV. You watch this movie with subtitles, right? I feel like of most course. people kind of do. I have to when you get old like us because you can never watch anything at full volume anymore, dog. Jason's ripping down his fucking house he's so angry at the idea that he once was able to watch things at even half volume and now he's at a child who he has to worry about waking up oh yeah just watching
0: a movie on my tablet in the dark hoping, hoping nobody makes a move at all so he just sleeps that's
1: always fun or watching on my phone when my lunch breaks <laughs> yeah Doug uh, lent me a bunch of vhs tapes and i've been wanting to watch them the problem is audio mixing is so shit on v like my vcr where it'll be like murmur 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 with no subtitles and then an explosion happens so (laughs) yeah sorry i still have all those doug
0: Uh, yeah but it's clear that the subtitles on on tubi are for the r-rated cut Uh, lots of very sexual things from uh the best one though was when um they cut off the violator's head (laughs) she <laughs> was like, "Hi, want a little? Uh, would you like a little head?" And like the uh, the the overdubbing was like, "I'm just a little head over here" or something like
1: that. And I was like, "Good lord!" You and I were going back and forth with him. There was the. What was it? We had the pink pony. Sure. Then he's talking about it like the pink tent. There was uh, a reference to the Exorcist. What they changed. And what I noticed is it wasn't just the profane; it was also like the pop culture, which I thought was very interesting. I, I'm not sure if maybe there were cease and desists or something. It just doesn't. <clears throat> it seemed like very innocuous stuff, but it was so deliberate in the subtitling. But yeah. Let's get to it, because you're mentioning stuff that pertains very specifically to one of my favorite acting performances, and I don't mean this sarcastically, of all time. I think John Leguizamo's Clown is the best comic book performance ever. I'm not saying it's the best executed when it comes to, like, obviously Violator and some of the other issues. Sure, but I? I am saying his work is the best. Agree or disagree? Uh, he's he's
0: actually the best part of the movie. Yes. So I have a... Now that you bring up Clown and John Leguizamo... I have a vivid memory. I'm not sure exactly when this movie came out. Was it a summer movie? It had to be a summer movie, right? I thought so. Yeah. Um, So I was home from school over the summer and I was watching a little TV show Called live with Regis and Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh man, that's this would have been pre sweatshop scandal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And uh, John Leguizamo was on August first. I think I
1: saw this for my fucking birthday. Exactly, August August '97. And John Leguizamo
0: was on there, and uh, half the interview was him talking about how miserable he was walking around on his knees, like for the entire shoot. And like that's got to
1: be pretty rough. (laughs) Yeah, and like I had so that little sci-fi documentary I watched. Like they showed them like just ripping this the silicone off and using like a spatula to like pry it off of his fucking face and i i very much applaud his attention to craft, right? You got people like Daniel Day-Lewis who are smelling their own farts and acting like they're fucking God's gift to theater. Then you have somebody like John Linguazabo, who is in physical pain, in physical discomfort, is admitting that he is miserable and still trying to make the camera people laugh, still trying to make it that you know these people are not miserable alongside him. And this guy's career, think about all the shit he's been in. He works with George A. Romero. He's in Two Wong Fu. He's in this shit. He's in the worst fucking movie we've ever reviewed on this goddamn show, The Pest, but he is always brings it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was in the menu I watched recently, and he was pretty good in the menu. I loved the know? menu. Yeah. And I loved
1: him in it too. Cause he's like this <laughs> great. He's what you want. He's the realism that you want. The guy yeah. who's because you see so many people who are full of shit. And he's just like, Yeah, I'm a fucking fraud. And that's <laughs> that's one of the most cathartic parts of this whole fucking movie. Oh, he's so good.
0: Yeah, he was he was absolutely especially that when everything. Well, I don't want to give too much of it. Yeah. Well, we'll be able to talk about it a little later. So people haven't really
1: seen that yet. But yeah, he's I, I love Johnny Legs. That's what I like to call him. There you <laughs> go. And it fits for this movie too, with the, you know, crawling on his knees and everything. And like yeah. the, the power squat. Man, I wonder how many hemorrhoids he got squatting that uh, low.
0: I remember he said he actually had, he peed in the suit one time by accident because he just couldn't get out of it. It took like an <laughs> hour and then to get everything off of it. And he just said, I, I I couldn't hold it in. I'm sure It had to be miserable. I don't know who was probably... Probably had to be clown because he had the fat suit on top of it. Because Michael J. White, who I like, I wish he was in more stuff. I think he's
1: he's dynamite himself. Absolutely. (laughs) He's fucking great. He really is. And he's very charismatic. He actually hosted the sci fi documentary I watched on this. And I admire him a lot. You know, he's one of those guys who he should have been a bigger star. I think we can all agree. Sure, absolutely. Um, And that's one of the things that I really, that I'm excited about for future generations. You know, like, why couldn't we have a short Hispanic lead in a rom-com? Why is it always people who look like a blend of you and I together? Why is it that there's only like one titular black guy? Like, why is there only one Denzel when you had so many capable, qualified, charismatic people in the 90s? The diversification where we're like, sure. okay, look, every movie does not have to look like a Hallmark movie. I'm very excited for for years to come.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he beat Wesley Snipes to the punch when it came to uh, comic book heroes. Now, granted, they had Meteor Man and Blank Man that came
1: out earlier, but those weren't comic book movies. Eww, eww. And those are actually quite bad movies on top um, of them. No, it. they're not. They're super <laughs> duper not. David Alan Green is fucking phenomenal in Blank Man. And <laughs> I will remind you that one, uh, James Earl Jones, is in Meteor Man as well as The Neighbor. Well, James Earl Jones is also in a little movie called. Uh,
0: Uh, Soul Man so he's not in the best movie when it comes to the Sea Tower -tower
1: movie where he's in Black I know I know I know I know I know. (laughs) I actually just watched a movie called Sneakers have you ever heard of that no so my, my business partner and I were talking about movies and this movie came up because I had been talking about the dream team which I think I've talked about with you it's one of my favorite fucking movies and I just found it in the last couple of years sure and he's like oh yeah same kind of era check this out sneakers not a basketball movie or anything which I would assume from the name it's sure. about like it's like a CIA, CIA espionage thing with Robert Redford you got Sidney Poitier and then you have James Earl Jones is in it Ben Kingsley's in it I mean, it's it's actually fairly Dan Aykroyd is also in it can believe i hadn't seen it but it was fun and james earl jones he comes in last scene and you're like yep they saved it they knew they knew what they had with him (laughs) oh man
0: yeah but this is so
1: this versus blade trinity what do you got to watch next week oh it'd be this i mean blade trinity is is amusing in a lot of ways. The CGI eyes, Ryan Reynolds choose the fucking scenery and he's really just doing an audition for Deadpool and stuff. Sure. Or, uh, <laughs> Triple H and the dog is fine. But when it comes down to it, like this is a good movie that is of its time, so it becomes hokey.
0: Yeah, it's, it's certainly a relic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the music, we had talked about this, Graham Revell did the music. He's the guy who did the music for the 13th Warrior that was replaced by Jerry Goldsmith because they're like... <laughs> Yeah, it's a hard pass from us, dog, because it was two of its time. Yeah, okay. Um, and so a lot of it, it aged out. Yeah. Right? But at the time, it wasn't a great movie, but it was a good movie. And I think there's something very important to be said about good movies, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things, like we had talked about directly, was the first Blade versus this. That's a lot tougher because Blade is objectively like a timelessly good movie. You know, it's not good, but it's good. And right, this is good, but it becomes kind of silly when we look at the effects and we look at the circumstances and some of the performances. Like the guy who plays Terry Fitzgerald is fucking wooden. Wanda is wooden. Yeah. A little girl is a better actor than her. But then you watch. Spaz is a better actor. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. But I've recently rewatched Blade and I was like, fuck, dude. Blade is a good movie. I need to
0: watch. I, uh, I always liked Blade Two better. Um, that's when I always saw. I feel like it was one I
1: was always on television. Also, maybe it was yeah. the Guillermo del Toro stuff. I don't know. Very much so, and that's the one with with obviously Ron Perlman, who's been a longtime uh, partner of uh, Guillermo del Toro's. And I loved that concept. You know, like, it's such a dumb idea. It's like, but what if, like, the vampires had vampires, you know? And you're like, (laughs) it's actually done well. Like, you're like, fuck. It's like with him with Kronos, where it's like, what if it's like a vampire, but with, like, time? You know, like, what if it's not your blood? And And also, I really
0: like bugs, too, because I'm Guillermo. I really like bugs. What if, like, a bug
1: was, like, trying to camouflage, like, a god? Like, (laughs) That's crazy and there's a little boy with spoons going click click <laughs> I actually
0: watched that movie last week. So I just so happened to with my HBO thing. I was like, "Man, that's also a movie that's kind of in the the spawn thing where it's like it's not bad at all, but it is
1: certainly of its time." Oh yeah, the late night, Yeah, it's, especially it's certainly like the not- special effects at the end. Like they tried, they they yeah. truly tried. I don't feel like yeah. any of that was cheap. But no. God damn it, when that daddy long legs guy is like. <laughs> That looks bad. Have you ever watched the Sentinel or the sequels to Mimic?
0: No, they're, they're on HBO. i probably going to watch them at some point soon. I don't know if they're good or bad. I'm, well, they're all directed video. So I, I watched know. them both.
1: I think they're fun. Oh, One nice. of them is literally just a slasher movie with a Mimic Beast thing, which I liked. That sounds like a cool cool it's, concept. Is that Sentinel? I don't know. It's been a while.
0: Uh, also, how many of your friends had the Spawn soundtrack when you were Jet? Yeah, was that a thing? Because I remember it was huge where I was from a lot. it was, it, it went in gold. The soundtrack went in gold. It had Metallica, Incubus, yeah. a lot of like uh, metalcore bands, butthole surfers, which I always, they're great, right? The butthole surfers.
1: Oh, yeah. Gibby Haynes is quite the uh, the character. <laughs> with the, going to the soundtrack, you and I talked about the the dining room scene with the fucking dramatic, I got my cape and I'm all cool. And that music being a direct ripoff of the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I don't know anybody who had this soundtrack. That was one of the things too. Is I had a lot of friends who I won't say were more conventional than me, but like I had a lot of friends who had Super Nintendos, and I was like the only kid with a Sega. I got gotcha. Like that's one of the things. Like one of the reasons I'm so critical of Edge Lords is because I really see like how I could have become that guy. Like you look at all of my interests and all of my like fringeness and being straight edge or being vegan, and it's so exclusive and just kind of shitty. And that's what a lot of like the Sega people became. And that's what a lot of the image fans became where it was almost antagonistic of like, I have to justify why I'm not reading your mainstream, you know? And so like, that's kind of this like image comics realm. Uh, I remember a lot of people like Magic the Gathering kind of in that realm where people were like, I don't, I I play a tabletop card game, but I'm not doing this Pokemon stuff. I'm playing (laughs) with mana. Okay. Um, (laughs) Wizards so, yeah. of the Coast is in hot water these days. I don't know if you've caught yeah. it. Did you see Legal <laughs> Eagles' uh, like analysis of it? It's pretty compelling I did see
0: stuff. That. Yeah, I, you know, he he told me the difference between copyright and trademark.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a tough one because yeah. especially those that teeter totter between. But you know, like as a fan of stuff like Munchkin and everything, sure. The fact of creating a rule—you're not using the anybody can do Munchkin. What they, what makes Munchkin compelling is the game setup, is the capriciousness, is the tone. And that's something that D&D has generally done a pretty good job of maintaining a, a dignity and tone. Sure. You know, stuff like Shadowrun, I think, has been a little bit more fringe and you get a lot more extreme kind of stuff, especially, like like I said, other cyberpunk kind of things. But when it comes to the fantasy stuff, it's always kind of the same tone, which is one of the reasons it's so fucking frustrating that so many fantasy things like devolve into silliness in movies. I could go off on a fucking diatribe. I recently watched Willow, the show. I haven't finished uh, the series. Um,
0: It's... It's getting I know a lot of people are kind of like mixed results for it. I have enjoyed it. I don't care that somebody's wearing jeans though. No, the way people are absolutely going crazy about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Especially spoiler alert, those characters never come back. They're never brought up again. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. I just I will say this. They obviously saved the budget for the last episode. And the last episode got the episode like the whole series to like a six out of ten for me instead of a five. Okay. Uh, But I mean that's one of the things too is like you look at media and you do the it's good but not it's good and you know that's you look at willow it's good and you should watch it a thousand times as penance for the fact you didn't watch it and make it a huge success in the 80s this one it's good but they they fucking divert out of everything everything that's of consequence they divulge like they go oh no here's a real story beat and a no um, <laughs> that's one of the things with like Spawn is it's like, there's not a whole lot there in terms of story. Like, this so movie should
0: be at least 30 minutes longer, to be honest with you. Like everything just it. kind of, everything just kind of happens. There's no development anywhere. It's like he just, he just wakes up in the alleyway. You don't really, it's just purgatory or just like some regular avatar alley. I never really understood that. But then he just goes to try to kill Wynn at a dinner not out of nowhere because clown told him he kind of had to. Tons it's of nothing...
1: voiceover to gloss over shit. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those things like show me, don't tell me, you know, in a movie like this, we should see the passage of time. We shouldn't just simply have it regurgitated to us. So yeah, I I definitely agree where there's interesting story elements that are not dealt with. They're just melodramatically presented the scene behind me. If you're watching on video where he's standing over his grave, calling out like, "Wanda," (laughs) okay, but that doesn't, that doesn't, we can all agree that doesn't matter. It's not him yelling that's the interesting story part. It's how he reconciles with it. Yeah. The next time he addresses it is when at the end he like nods to his friend. It's like, Eskimo brothers, thanks for fucking my wife. Yeah, exactly. We're just that's it. To raise my child up really good for
0: me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's so it's just, it needs more good. And he's probably a good, I think this is like a 90 minute movie. It kind of goes by really quickly.
1: Um, oh, but no, then- it, this flies by, but I think that's one of the things. Why is that they will just gloss over stuff? I think that, and also let's let's call it like it is. The ending is fucking stupid because he and I hate this. You know, I hate this. We've talked about this. We were talking about this today because we were talking about all the spider characters and how I hate that Miles Morales has the fucking invisibility and laser or electricity powers, which don't even make sense. But I digress. Less is more. The lower powered superheroes. Fucking Daredevil. He's good. Captain America. And he's good. Not just because they're white. Zdorsky run, by the way. Have you even read the Zdorsky Daredevil stuff? No, I'm waiting for the whole thing, and then I'm going to just blaze through it all. Okay. But I like, and even there are times where Daredevil, it's like, you're fu- like you've are like you just become a god because you can have sonar hearing, or Captain America where it's like inconsistent strength levels and stuff. I get it. It's hard. You're fitting a narrative. But at the end of this movie, he is able to perform open-heart surgery, deactivate a f- with, with a magic, and then kill every spawn. Not even one spawn every spawn you save that for the third movie when you've jumped the shark and you need to rebuild the death star so you just make a bigger death star exactly this movie is him versus violator and that's it next movie him versus overkill and maybe one other person third movie or, hey, Malabuja, kill or one of the him.
0: other ones you know one of his Violators brothers or something um, yeah. I read there was actually a, a script, and that was going to be about Sam and Twist, which are the detective characters in the Spawn um, stuff. Apparently, okay. they, uh, that was, Spawn was going to be more of a secondary character in the second movie, and it was going to be more of a detective story with Sam and Twist, who he
1: also got sued for by Talkie Player for like, interesting. Trite. I could get into that. Now, yeah. do you think <sighs> this is one of those movies that's a little frustrating, right? first Spawn comic comes out in 92. This movie comes out in 97, means it starts being conceptualized, let's say, even 95. Right? Oh, yeah. Even 94. By 94, you have two years of of comics, and it feels like it's. this is not just the first story. This isn't the origin story. This is the first full season of this character. Right? <laughs> this is like, this is the Steve Ditko, Stan Lee, Spider-Man, before we get to John Romita Sr. Right? Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like an origin story as much as like Oh, that's i think one of the reasons i like blade so much blade just doesn't say i need an origin story at all He's just have a vampire and you're ready to go it. boom it's like the <laughs> in ed norton incredible hulk where it's like hey there's a backstory watch it some, with some words on the screen so that's one of the things that's really refreshing about it but at the same point as it's like i am watching an origin story and i am watching this story, and he isn't getting revenge but then he like there's so many things and then like the message of it's it's also hokey like, Jason Wynn's just going to go to jail. Like, and who's, the, like, Cugliostro? Like, who? What? who is this person? Is he, he a He is the fucking plot device. Or is That's he an all angel
0: he is. What's He's going the on with this character? Yeah. Exactly. Granted, like, Ian, yeah, I have not read hardly any image comic. Or not image. I've read lots of image comics. I haven't read hardly any spawn comics. I just, this is an origin story where the origin just doesn't, it's glossed over. But not even, like, in a way that you can really tell. He's like, he was burned because the devil wanted him to raise his phones for him. And then five years later, out of nowhere, what was what happened that five years? Was he just dead or something? What, what's going on here? Show me, <laughs> don't tell me, right?
1: Yeah. Show his pupil stage. So the larva or whatever that he that clown talks about. And that's one of the things with, you know, clown says to Jason Wynn that he was the top killer of all time. And we had to it's obviously like a sports joke. But there was Genghis Khan, you assholes. There was Hitler. <laughs> Like, Al Simmons is not Hitler. Like, we can agree on that. And so the idea, the fact is, it's already kind of a broken premise, right? And I get that. So you need to show beyond the XY. you can't have him already atoning for the things he's done before he gets recruited yeah. that's the moment for after he can't have the aha I realize I'm bad oh no I've become the you know, it just because then he ping pongs and it's like oh I'll do it for Wanda and then no it, it, it's not mean enough that's yeah. a big problem for hell.
0: No, and then again, his his mentor in Cogliostro is like, I don't. Luke, Luke, did somebody see like Highlander with Sean Connery and uh, Jason Le- or Christopher Lambert? Like that's kind of how you, a mentor would work. In this, You're so in this fucking sort of polite.
1: How dare you say bear instead of Lambert? <laughs> i
0: don't know where's he from Raiden.
1: He's, he's got a strange accent that christopher lambert it's is not real it's the same accent that steven seagal has i'm convinced oh well that makes more sense mm-hmm.
0: worst snl host of all time seagal.
1: <laughs> did you watch i watched that though uh-huh. the recent breakdown going back to Cogliostro, like he's a plot device he's not a mentor the fact no. is the only reason he's there think about the Raining montage where Spawn goes from complete ignorance to complete mastery of his powers. Let's say we go to hell. We've already seen a flashback in hell of other Spawns by this point. They're already spawned up. They're already in their Spawn costumes. So we know objectively that these characters have a head start on Al Simmons' Spawn. Even if it's by mere moments, if the grading curve is such that – They've had these suits. They should have at least the same abilities. Like, that's where you get, like, one of the things, like, the Heralds of Galactus. If they have a (laughs) fraction of an infinite power, how are they not all equally the same? How is Silver Surfer Norrin Rad somehow stronger than Terax? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. What universe has the strongest Reed Richards and the Council of Richards (laughs) reads? So if you have the exact same power sets, it's your skills that make you there, right? And if it's your skills, that's why stock car racing is so fun. It's generally, it's a flat playing field. We all have kind of the same bits and bots, and we do it. So here, we have to get to Al Simmons' skill in something he's never done that he learned from a sword-handed man in an alley. What? And like, okay, so Violator
0: Clown is is supposed to be his mentor from the devil. Mm -hmm. But isn't show He's like, okay, just do this. You got this. I'll, I'll be back here smoking a cigarette. Whatever. Also,
1: Fucking John Leguizamo doing a Jimmy Stewart impression. How do you not? How did he not get an Oscar for that? It's fantastic. Oh, man. every time a, a, a de- or every time someone farts, a demon gets his horns or something. his wings. <laughs> oh, I was a double or whatever.
0: That was twins. Twins. <laughs> there you go, twins. Exactly. Oh my god! And then he eats the 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 he ate those worms on the pizza. The maggots, right? Yes, he, he did. Uh,
1: ugh. And that's one of the so like that's another reason why he's the best. But you got brought up a great point is. <laughs> It's played for for silliness, I get it, but in the story structure, it needs to be overt that he is scheming against Spawn. He's purposefully subverting Spawn, right? I am not training you. I am telling you and informing you, but I am making sure that I always have that edge on you. It's kind of like the end of Rocky Three. Apollo and Rocky and he's like you already taught me everything you know he goes I taught you almost everything I knew Stallion like <laughs> I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you right now as evidenced by Creed when they find out that uh, that Apollo won yeah but the reason I bring that up is it's played for silliness and there's no fucking tension he becomes God he yeah. has a bulletproof cape that lets him glide spikiness chains strength a regeneration that bites people mm-hmm. uh, the shins <laughs> Yeah, And then you have obviously the open heart surgery and then just ectoplasmic lasers that kill everyone. That's not dramatic at all. That's the opposite of drama. That's like watching a kid who has a mallet in in uh, whack-a-mole but the one mallet has like six different little boppers on it so all he has to do is this over and over again you know what this looks like it looks like he's jacking off which is what it feels like at the end of the movie where he's like i'm so strong and he's just looking in a mirror at his crispy face jacking off does he just beat the devil at the end of the movie or is he (laughs) he doesn't beat malbolgia so it does kind of set up a sequel but it just it's like I don't know. That I just don't understand that. It, it's, he, he shoots out of the uh, the fireplace like he's Harry Potter going oh, to the yeah. blue powder. <laughs> 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 but you're not, that's the thing is it's like it's the excess of the '90s in a way that's that becomes hokey and silly. The excess of the '90s in Blade is one blood god. So it is a god. That's cool. I dig that. But it's not all gods. It's not omniscience. It's not omnipotence. It's not beyond. Because now you have to create a villain out of nothing. We know how. Well, that works out for characters like you know, somehow Palpatine returned. Right? If I just have to come up with something for Spawn 2, you're not going to have a compelling Spawn 2. Yeah, and you just look like Hellraiser 2, and it's just like who wore it better, Palpatine or whatever was the Legion, whatever he was now in the yeah. Hellraiser 2. It's let me ask you a question, and I'm being dead serious right now. Okay, which movie had the greater potential for the sequel, Masters of the Universe or this?
0: Oh man. Okay. because <laughs> like, I love canon movies. They're so like, they're, they're so good. You can you, as soon as you start watching canon, like you immediately know. Okay, this is a canon movie. Yep. I don't know if they had the budget for a master of the. Okay, if they had a budget,
1: we'll say they had a budget. Let's oh. say it's the same budget. I'll I'll be generous. To say it's the same budget. Okay. This is tough. Jay, I'll make You don't get the post-credit scene in the first scenario, then you do get the post-credit scene in the second scenario. Because my question would then go to you have Frank Langella, I'll be back, whatever. If this movie had that, which does that change your opinion? So I want the first answer and then we'll go to the second answer. Because how do you even do a tease for a movie like this?
0: I I don't I mean Master of the Universe 2, whatever that script was, I'm sure I know there was when I was written and it was like it was about to happen. Man, Dolph how got his groove back. Yeah, yeah. There's just some some things about. I uh, probably spawn too. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. I mean, there's just things about Master of the, Union, the Universe that's just so juvenile. You know? I'm
1: okay with it. It tasted yeah. good. I, like, Wildor is like my favorite character of all time.
0: Yeah, Wildor is pretty great. Wildor is pretty great. Dolph Lundgren is uh, a lot of great things. Uh, actor is
1: maybe not, although he's a genius, obviously. Yeah. Um, he's got like four PhDs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so then that kind of subverts my question, because with me, one of the things I've always, it's always like been a, an amusing haunting, right? Of like, Skeletor popping out of the water saying he'll be back. You're like, God, could that have been like, it, it, your imagination goes, I watch this movie, I sit down, I finish it, I turn off Tubi. My mind doesn't go anywhere else. It doesn't go, oh, I wonder what would happen between Spawn guess, and whomever. You know, I guess that is true. I guess that, you know, I'm,
0: you, you sort of convinced me that maybe Master of the Universe 2 would have been, because after this movie, I was like, Bleh. I guess
1: maybe he'll fight Mero, Bengio, or maybe we'll figure out who Cogliostro is. Yeah. but um, Whatever. And there is something to be said about a self-contained universe. Like I, I do obviously like a story where it's the beginning and the end. We're not building a franchise, but this one feels like they're still trying to build a franchise. But they've solved everything. There's no loose threads. There's sort of malbolgia. But then that's like you know when you get to the point of omnipotence, it's like well then where's the tension, right? He absolutely, nuked All the other spawns, like exactly, <laughs> and he kills violator. That's like yeah. the thing too. Is you're sitting there, and you're like, "Oh, Violator is so violent and loathsome and scheming. He can camouflage as the set itself and he- come out and attack them." Yeah.
0: And it's also like in the comics, Violator has several brothers. Mm-hmm. Like if they made a movie and it just, oh, and this is Vindicator that he's fighting now, that would have seemed so hokey in movies where you can get away with that kind of thing in comic books because it's the medium. In movies where that kind of thing happens, like, oh, so it's just like we almost, it's like we never killed Violator in the first one, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's but a I mean, retread it's, at that point. Yeah, right? exactly. We're in comics, that kind of thing you expected to happen almost really. I well, it's they, also,
1: you can get away with it like once. Like you sure. got a T2, that term, the, the T1000 kind of gets a pass. It's like, okay, it's the same, but it's different. I'll give you that. But yeah. then you get to T3 and you're like, fuck that lady in her fake inflating titties. I'm not here for it. <laughs> you know, so you might get to spawn two and go, okay, Vindicator, let's see what that is. But then you get to spawn three and you're like, again, another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And it's not set up. It's not even one line from John Leguizamo, If you think I'm bad, you should see my brothers.
0: Yeah. You know. But there's nothing. No, and exactly. And there's not even like maybe if he's like on the phone with one of his brothers or something or like he's fun. like trying to, yeah, or if he's like trying to sabotage, you know, like the brothers are trying to sabotage each other for whatever reason. Or maybe one of them has another spawn that he's got. That's his jockey. That I'd he's love riding. That. Yeah, but none of that set up at all in this movie. And then the sequel would have been it would have come off as hokey because it would have been a retread of the first movie. Well, um, that, that,
1: that's actually a really interesting plot point of like campaigning for your champion, right? Because if you think about it, there's 6 billion people on Earth. We're trying to increase Hell's Armies by however many billions because of the, the virus, which has aged pretty interestingly after COVID. Sure. But you have, you're have you saying that Al Simmons is 1 in 6 billion not counting in all the people who've died in the span of human history.
0: Well, no, he's the Michael Jordan of
1: killing people, you know. But like, if you've had, if why can't I get Genghis Khan? He's already in hell. Why can't I have Hitler? He's already in hell. Sure. Is, if you can explain that, that would be helpful. So I at least kind of know. Also, I need to know why he's the most important. So A, sure. you've established that he's overly sympathetic. He's trying to get out. He doesn't want to kill. Then he becomes the guy. So why not have another guy who's being made by Vindicator, like you said, who's got like the real load, who has priest, the chick who's like, I want to kill everything and wear sexy clothes. Why isn't there's a iron theist? Series read my
0: Matt Fraction I think Mark Wade. Mm-hmm. They're all together, and it's literally just what seven kingdoms of uh, whatever because you know he's one of the, the seven people, and they just uh-huh. they all come to fight, yep. and they've all got their guys. It's like it's the really sumo good and life. everything. Oh, yeah, it's a really good Iron Fist story. And I haven't really, I mean, I've really a lot of power about an Iron Fist because their dynamic is so great, it's perfect. Um, yeah, that's why it's so disappointing with the Netflix guy. I was like, really, that guy, yeah. the guy with no
1: charisma at all.
0: Yeah, that's the Iron Fist Netflix show is just such a disappointment because Danny Rand is a fun great character and he's, he's not awesome. a superhero yeah he's not a superhero he's not a magician he just has a little bit of a little bit of monk stuff going on there and it's a lot of fun it's just medium is just bad but yeah there's a uh you know that like you were saying there's a iron man story that would be really cool that you could probably do with uh, have all of his brothers and they have their spawn and then it's all battle of death meanwhile this is he's the only spawn that wants to kill his owner whatever you would like to call them um, that could be an interesting story. I don't, maybe they've done something. Like that. There's like 400 spawn comics at this point. Yeah. Maybe something's been like that, done like
1: that. Well, and also, we're just talking about the, a film adaptation. Cause I mean, we have started with, we start off with a global pandemic that's meant to wipe out the population, a war on heaven, and a killing of all of the spawns. It's the biggest, it's the biggest, it's the big. It feels like a sales pitch, right? It, it, this it, There's no substance here. It's all the gimmickry. It's like slapping the tire and being like, that's a tire. It's on this car and it's a good car versus like, let me see what there is so pacing it differently we do the the mortal combat of the spawns and then we move to the you know i think that yeah. could have worked and also and then, it might help with the budget too because then you don't have a bunch of clip art spawns you have three good spawns fighting yeah exactly them. absolutely and we hadn't even talked about
0: really martin shane's character what huh. is he i don't like and he wants <laughs> to be the king of like a dead world like what i don't i guess he's just absolutely evil government psyops person yeah but again that's not explained here well, it's also
1: silly because it's like is he that stupid is yeah. he just stupid because yeah. like John was i mean it's a fun it's a fun line and it's delivered really well you know why ask why when how is so much more fun and he's just <laughs> not con- like conflicted at all he's like okay let's do that that's like <laughs> How'd you get to be the head of this? Are you, are you that stupid? Is this like, was this some kind of thing where your dad was the old head of the CIA and yeah. then nepotism happened? It,
0: what? Yeah. I mean, is it the CIA? Why would the CIA? I mean, obviously it's the CIA. They're, are we the bad guys? <laughs> um, uh, but they're doing, why would the CIA make a substance that's going to kill the entire world? That seems, even for like the CIA, that seems like a stretch. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. His character, and he's kind of not great either. And I love Martin Sheen. Mm-hmm. Like him and, um, well, as a president and they, who would come President Bartlett in the West Wing, great. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of not great at all in
1: this movie he's uh, you know the mustachio twirling villain who's just like you're evil because you're evil and it's like yeah see, yeah exactly (laughs) where it's like okay i i guess fine i made
0: a deal with the devil and i'm gonna kill him when it goes my way yeah see, like
1: and also going to your your situation right let's say we do the five years in hell we, we watch Spawn 1 is the origin of Spawn, and it ends with him ending in the alley and going, oh, my time is gone. I've, I've escaped from hell. I've manifested. I'm the champion of hell. I get to Earth. It's taken me five years. And then the villain number two is, oh, hey, by the way, I'm the guy that killed you. That's another thing where you could have sure. a ramping up of stakes, but instead this movie is just like, I'm 90s, and I'm in your face, and I'm fucking you, and I'm fucking you. And you're just like, nope, we can have a little bit of sensuality. Where's the foreplay? <laughs> right? You're just going yeah. straight to hate fucking
0: me. Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe it was like Generation X. Remember the Generation X uh, Pepsi commercials that were oh, constantly yeah. everywhere.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I also remember Generation X, the X Men failed pilot TV show. I, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that I was that grounded show. when that came out, so my parents were like, "Okay, well, we video recorded it for you because we're cool parents." And then <laughs> they fucked it up, and I've never seen it. Oh no, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. I'm never gonna watch it though. It's like Dante Alighieri they talked about at one point in in the Divine Comedy tragedy where it's like a glimmer of hope is what really kills the spirit right and so that was what it was was like oh cool i get to see this i suffered so much more because i had the hope that i was gonna watch it uh, yeah but anyway overall we both love this movie whether it's bad or good we love it
0: the amount of times that i rented this movie from the video store and maybe probably even saw the r-rated version because the purple behind the counter didn't know or care yeah and I I saw it in theaters and after the movie my my cousin I I think he liked it he was like oh yeah like this was going on this is different from the comics Uh, he has like a counter in the comics he can only expend a certain amount of power energy yeah.
1: yeah which is a thing in the comics it's not a thing here I, obviously not, because he uses way more power. In the comics, he's always kind of aware. It's like ticking clock, Um, which is one of the reasons why when it gets like Spawn 300, you're like, um, how is that better? I I probably have to read this more closely. Yeah. Also, you can
0: certainly tell the Spider-Man with the the Spider-Man influence on several of the uh, like when he at the very end where he's sitting on top of the tower. Yeah. And the capes going everywhere. And then like when he's falling down, is. Chains go everywhere. I was like, okay, well, it's Todd McFarlane. That kind of makes sense for sure. I have a question for you. Will the Spawn reboot be any
1: good if it ever comes out? You know, Jamie Foxx is amazing. So when I heard that name proposed, I was like, okay, I could see that working. But here's the thing. This movie, he's wearing a mask when he's not wearing a mask. So you have very little FaceTime for the actor versus Jamie Foxx. I mean, he's done electro, so maybe. But that's one of the things. It's like uh, I'm always really wary when it comes to it. Like, just wear the fucking mask, or I don't like that in movies. I I know that you're supposed to emote, but like Spider Man's done it pretty fucking well. Where it's like I can still wear my mask. And I can still be accurate. Yeah. Um, Jamie Fox, he he comes with a certain amount of baggage because he is he. And the, it's not undeserved. He is a very good actor. I understand yeah. why he would want to emote and not just basically do a voiceover. Um, but that's one of the things this movie if you make it serious and you try you run the risk of being hokey that's one of the things that you know as a kid it's always kind of cool to like kind of fuck off and not try your best because you're like "Ah, i didn't even try anyway like this movie like we tried but like we weren't taking ourselves seriously but if you make this movie that tries you really run the risk of some like hokey sad shit so it's possible (laughs) is it probable i don't think so yeah, and I know so Todd McFarlane wrote the script, and I was like, okay, all right. How many scripts has he written? How I, many of those?
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, oh, granted, apparently they've done several rewrites of the script, so at this point, it's probably not even anything like the script that he wrote. I just googled to see what, and um, they haven't announced anything recently. But Blumhouse apparently still does have the rights. Todd McFarlane's still champion, like Spawn, like, hey, we're gonna make it, and. I mean, when it was originally announced, he was going to direct
1: it too. I like, yes, okay. I remember that. It's, I was like, how Todd. many films has he directed?
0: Yeah. And um, this isn't going to be some quiet little $5 million Indian movie that takes place in the house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but was, that, that's the interesting shit. That's like where you realize how old you get when you're like, it's just too much. Simplify, smaller, less, more, consequences, stakes. You know, like you don't need to start off with the end of the fucking world. Like Willow, where does season two go? We've already dealt with the end of the fucking world. <laughs> with season two, we're just gonna like we going to be fantasy life on Nintendo 3ds, where we're playing as an angler. Now, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> There's four people just chuckled to themselves to like, ah, that joke. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. I had the fish beanie too. <laughs> oh man! So
0: another question for you: What has been your favorite image comic book that you've read? Oh, it's,
1: without question, it's Invincible. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah, it's pretty great. That's why I hate The Walking Dead, because Kirkman fucking nailed it with Invincible. And then I was like, okay, cool. It's innovative. It's fun. It's it's playing on the trend. It's it's subverting the genre. It's got comedy, but it also has much greater stakes. It deals with emotional consequences, motherfucker. It deals, deals with it. You know, it's not just a fucking joke, and then we move on. I <gasps> have to fight my dead to the death. Sexy. Yeah, And then The Walking Dead is just some people who are sad and there's zombies around and it's the slowest place black and white bullshit. So yeah, invincible by a very, very far margin. Uh, I, I always love Savage Dragon no matter what, even though I haven't read it near as much as I should. Sure. So that'd be a close second. What about you?
0: Uh, man, there's really a lot of good ones. I, I was all about Walking Dead for a while. I'm not even going to lie. I started reading it before they announced the TV show. I was in that kind Hubble of cool rack, Hubble yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I was reading singles too. I'm not one of these uh, trade waiters that ruin comics. <laughs> not me. Yeah.
1: Uh, Invisible Speaking is great. Of trades of uh The Walking Dead. If this episode makes gets over 500 downloads or place, I'm not even asking a whole lot 500 because yeah. <laughs> nobody ever indulges my comic shit. I will start a raffle and give away the first five trade paperbacks of The Walking Dead, which I have and I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> I've got them too. I've got them too. Yeah. We'll, we'll
0: give you but we'll give you two of each, two of each, one to collect one, and one to sell off. Exactly, because trade trades always are a good
1: investments, trade paperbacks. Oh, yeah. They hold their right. value <laughs> saga is really great I See, I've, really- I've never done saga it's one of those it's things where I, the art's beautiful i have a great admiration for the creators who never sold off the rights and everything we talked about but god i just haven't done it i know oh, yeah. i should
0: yeah. yeah i feel like image comics now is like a brand for people who don't read superhero comics and probably don't even have probably people will buy like the saga stuff Or I don't even know what's their biggest thing going on right now. But I feel Mm -hmm. like Image Comics is like, uh, I I don't really care about Spider-Man in this MCU. Let me read something kind
1: of weird and crazy. There's a lot of horror books they put out. Uh, Like a lot. I'm going to hot take this. You ready for this? Yeah. Valiant Comics is now and has always been better than Image Comics. Dude, Harbinger is so good. X-O Manowar fucking rips. Yeah. You got... Yeah, honestly, there's so many things that are valiant comics. It's rule ass, which makes it so sad that Bloodshot was played by fucking Vin Diesel. Are you kidding me? I actually picked up Bloodshot Reborn first heard paperback this morning when I was...
0: Because Graham likes to go through all of the, uh, the comic books at the bottom because he's a bookshelf and he just likes to take out books and look
1: at pictures. Oh, yeah. Um, and Bloodshot was down there and I was like,
0: maybe we should probably put this a little bit higher. You're not quite ready a little for bit higher.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the one where he like... Eats the cow for the protein it's just like yeah. bloody c- carrion left over yeah yeah uh, before he shot himself and that well that's the thing Dave, jason david frank should have played bloodshot because then he would have regenerated suicide joke thank you if you are feeling suicidal in any way don't be afraid to talk about it also don't be afraid to joke about it i'm moving on and talking very quickly because i feel very embarrassed for making said joke <laughs> But yeah, Valiant Comics really fucking good. This yeah. is the this is the ad they want. This episode brought to you by Valiant Comics. Don't kill yourself. Um, Suicide so yeah. Hotline one eight hundred. Yeah, don't forget one eight hundred V A L I A N T.
0: Yeah, Valiant's really. I feel like it's a shame because i know faith. Zephyr Peter of Traction not too long ago too. Mm-hmm. Um I just feel Chunky like Chunky girl, she's good. Yeah. Um I just feel like they can't really, for whatever reason, they just even though they're putting out good stuff. They like Jeff Lemire wrote that bloodshot stuff. And that's a mm-hmm. pretty heavyweight these days. They just can't get really into the for whatever reason, they're like two percent of the market, which is
1: just a shame. Well, so like let's I want to go through some of their key stuff. Ninjack, they've tried, doesn't really work. And eh, sure. whatever. Eternal Warrior, whatever. Archer and Armstrong. Why the fuck haven't we seen Archer and Armstrong? Quantum seen, and Woody. Why the yeah. fuck haven't we seen Quantum and Woody? Yeah, like, the
0: first trade of Quantum and Woody, I read like a lot of the Archer. and When Val did that huge re uh, like a reboot for the entire line back uh, in 2015, yeah. um, I read a lot of the Archer Armstrong stuff, and that was
1: a lot of fun. Yeah, like it, it fits that dynamic so much. And also, we had said something earlier. We were talking about a brand of comic, and I was like, "This fucking rules!" And it was a character. God damn it. Who, what's a comic book character that I like a lot that I was just really excited about and yelling uh they're a funny character Rain brain is a bucket of shit uh, hmm. anyway yeah. who was a character 90s something or other I was going to take a hot take and say Ryan Reynolds should have played that guy <laughs> and not Deadpool
0: Jake is thinking of Iron Fist his point is that Ryan Reynolds would have been a better Daniel Rand than Wade Wilson he
1: is an idiot why can't i remember it other hot take ryan reynolds would be a great speedball fuck he'd be a great speedball yeah yeah or penance that's the thing it'll it'll strike my brain after we stop recording i'm like god damn it (laughs) oh well yeah uh
0: yeah so spawn would you recommend this movie of course you have to classic or classic
1: Ooh, it's great but <laughs> so it's a it's going to be a tragic for me. Yeah, I have to admit, it's, it's, like, yeah, with yourself. Yeah,
0: tragic. And I could also see somebody who didn't grow up with this movie. being like, This is just dumb. But like somebody yeah. who's like used to like super sophisticated, sophisticated MCU stories come back and see like this is who? this was a superhero movie in the 90s. Yes, this came out before Steel. It was, it was going up with Steel. Men in Black came out this year. Oh, Oh, yeah. There's a whole list of them. And I think Batman and Robin also came out this year. Uh, It's better than Batman and Robin. It's better than Steel. Men in Black is probably
1: the best comic book movie that came out that year. Which is, I mean, that's that's a little rich, though. When you take the, se- sure. the source of material and you, you know, like, it is the best movie derived from a comic. Sure. I think there's a lot about this movie that's very, very comic book accurate to a point, yeah. like I said, of kind of like absurdity, right? Oh, yeah. um, that's one of the reasons why I think it feels so bloated is because they didn't change the origin story much. So there's crammed years worth of comic into a 90-minute movie. But yeah, I, honestly, I think it's a hell of a lot of fun. I think there's some great the, – the just Michael Jai White and uh, John Leguizamo are worth it alone. I mean, there's really yeah. nobody else to consequence. You got the uh, Kenneth Branagh ripoff as Leogliogi or whatever his <laughs> name is, but who gives a shit about that guy?
0: Does he, even, does he even say his name at any point in this movie? I know he's like, – <laughs> Yeah. I'm Cagliari. I'm a cranky boy, and he's like, "Oh, okay,
1: I know that what that means. I know who you are. I'm your, I'm the stick to your daredevil. He's like, (laughs) I'm an assassin. You're like, okay, I was. Would you call him Al Simmons an assassin?" Like I think of assassins, I think of ninja, Like we were just talking about. I don't think of a guy sure. who's like missile boop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not even my like, so heavy was- metal. My missiles launch pads also explode. Suck my dick. Exactly. And I want to
0: kill somebody in North Korea. I, it. Yeah, the opening scene is, and then uh, Martin Sheen has an ashtray with scorpions in it. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's good, <been> sexy.
0: <laughs> It yeah. like a
1: dangerous lady to let off your cigar. Yeah, you know what? It also seems like a dangerous way to descend is when Priest, there's there's stairs. Jason, there's stairs six feet from this lady. And <laughs> she's like, I'm this. jumping over the shit and I'm crouching tiger and landing." <laughs> You're like, okay, cool lady.
0: Also, remember when he jumped off the balcony, he's like, he has his guns. Oh, these are totally Rob Liefeld guns,
1: by the way. Oh, yeah. In this movie. Like they just have to huge. have their fucking lighter fluid goo too. Yeah, they have, exactly. to have rockets and a, a fucking ACOG scope and, yeah. and a
0: clip. Like these are something totally cable would have in his ex forefront. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> but he does his back flip and he shoots behind him or he does his front flip off of the thing and he shoots behind him. Not at anybody that's shooting at him, just behind him. Yeah. I was like, I love it. Michael J. White, um, you probably didn't do that, even though you are a stunt man. He is a
1: stunt man. Um, yeah. Who knows? It's I'm a- still being haunted by who I was going to say. It's Gosh. somebody who had to be like a little cracker, right? Because obviously Ryan Reynolds is a cracker. It's think age appropriate. He hasn't aged in 20 years. I Fuck my brain, man. It would have been a great Nightwing. He would have. I think that's very true. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he is certainly the snack of the DC universe, that Nightwing. Mm-hmm. He, he can get all of this. Yeah. Don't get that twisted. Jason then- Todd, no. Who's yeah, got the no, time? No, no. Aid yeah. can fuck him, because he's got issues, and so she likes the troubled boy. <laughs> she fucks him. I'll be yeah. over here. I could be the lucky Pierre. You have Nightwing behind me, and then Jonathan Kent in front of me, and we're it's all good. We'll do the yeah, man conga. absolutely. You know, it looks, you know. Fist. Did you watch Killing
0: Joke when Barbara Gordon had sex? Why when?
1: would I do that? Don't ask me <laughs> stupid questions. Why would I ever watch that shit? It's, oh, it's made man. so much worse. It's made so much worse by the fact of, like, the people who made it and the implications of like, if you think that this is a good idea now, I question if you thought it was a good idea when the show was current and she was depicted as more of a child, and that's just weird. And I don't like any of that. I will say, though, my kids love Ninja Turtles versus Batman. It's the best DC animated thing I've ever. Is
0: it, is it on HBO yet? I tried to watch it, it the other day. I had to
1: buy it on Vudu, and I, I, I texted Chad out of the blue one day. I'm like, hey, do you want to go halves on it? She was like what you could just buy it on my account I'm like no no like I, I need to say that i own this so i just
0: yeah. i know I, was, I read the comic when it came out and um does everybody get jokerized like all the uh the villains get jokerized but all the teenage mutant ninja turtles get oh no they get the uh in the comic book they
1: get the tgri ooze on that happens in this too okay. yeah there's okay. like there's bats and t-rexes and shit and it's a really good characterization of everyone Also, we didn't talk about Nightwatch, the ripoff. Everybody's always like, oh, yeah, Nightwatch, the ripoff of Spawn. You know what's actually a ripoff of Spawn? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Deathlock the Destroyer, the 90s reboot. Complete ripoff.
0: I always never mentioned Faust,
1: the uh, Brian Yosna joint, the
0: the other demon comic that came out in the 80s. It predates Mm -hmm. Spawn, which is also very similar. There is a movie. It's Brian
1: Yosna. I like Brian Yosna. That movie doesn't look good at all, though. And then there's Grendel, if you want to get into that. When it comes to like the black and white mask and some of the more like Bushido elements that you have, like the warrior elements of Spawn, which aren't played up that much, but there's a certain mysticism to that. But yeah, not saying that it's unoriginal or anything like that. Like that's one of the things. Sometimes it's uh, It's mosaic is what you make out of it. Exactly like blue beetle for instance he's gonna be a huge hit i think with this new movie coming out blue beetle is just the original captain marvel not the lady captain marvel just the, oh i have fucking, uh, space powers whatever who gives a shit because <laughs> they also did it again with nova with sam so it's just like it's always cyclical so yeah that's one of the reasons like why i like comics and horror is because at a certain point you just say it's homage and you move the fuck on
0: yeah Jim Lee's entire uh subsect of image was homage to the- <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> oh yeah all right well we've hit over an hour so I yeah. want to say thank you for everybody for being so patient and also still so kind to me like everybody still sends me a lot of like love and positivity even B movie pe- uh, TV people still do even though I haven't been doing that uh, you know real life sucks and it's it's been a lot of argers and trials and tribulations like we've already had to reschedule even for today a couple times Jason's been really patient You know, that's just my life right now is in kind of chaos. Um, I I appreciate everybody's patience. It's not that I don't care about you all as people and as audience members and as friends. Uh, It's just simply like I have to prioritize my family and my responsibilities. Um, I'm in an industry where, especially like the holidays, you take time off, but you're not taking time off because somebody else is working somebody else is catching up on that day and then you check your email and you have an extra 50 emails and stuff and so i know it's woe is me you're like oh he's an attorney and he i live a very comfortable life i'm very grateful i'm not trying to be pitiful or piteous or expect anything from anybody but i just want you to know that you are all record his entire episode with a monocle over his eye (laughs) Uh I have two monocles that are connected (laughs) in the middle, yeah. Um, But I just want everybody to know, like, you're all valuable people. I respect and love all of you. And again, I'm just very grateful that you all still stick around. It brings me a great sense of joy uh, akin to only, like, you know, my kids, where I get to see you guys still create content and feel in some way like i contributed to it but also i'm so excited because you make things your own and i hope that you as an audience have really followed the remaining slashers and everything because they they really care and they work really hard towards it um and so that's my little spiel but i wanted to make sure it was said sorry if i'm ending on a sentimental note <laughs> i think it's uh
0: very accurate and we're glad to have you back uh even, you know, hopefully we can get you back more, but we totally understand that your life is life. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so this is, Patr- uh, this is Patreon month. This was requested by our newest Patreon, Josh. Uh, we got a couple episodes left. I'm not exactly sure of the what's next or what even if this is going to be the first or not, so I won't say too much. Uh, but we do have requests from the other Patreon folks. And you can see us
1: at what's the Instagram? Just slasherspod on the Instagram. Yep, There's exactly. Slasherspod everything. Slasherspod is everything. Yeah, I, yeah. I nailed that. I, I think I told you that. That's how I ended up getting the name Slashers because originally it was going to be two for slashing uh-huh. uh, because of the hockey penalty, and then I was like, no, nah, it's too long, and then I just did Pod. and then I was like, oh, I guess I have Slashers podcast now, so I'm backward into it. But we have all that username tight. Yeah.
0: Redbubble, Instagram, Patreon, uh would also be nice. But if you're just listen and give us a download, we really appreciate it. Oh, if you can rate us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to us, that would also be super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you all. Goodbye. Good die. I Fist. You fucking him, Rod. Right.